It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing all right. What's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. A few uh, things to catch up on today. We got uh, one item of Titans news, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoff games over the weekend, and then get into the running back position, uh, breaking down the roster, and then we're going to talk a little bit about which team we hate the most. Uh, before we do all that, remind you, we're at FromUnitCityMiracles.com. We cover the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, just my am I am at J Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. You can also check out the podcast account at Locked On Titans, and you can get this podcast where you get your podcasts. Just search out um, Locked On Titans. You can also, if you have one of those what I call government listening devices, but other people call them like smart speakers, the Google Home or the <laughs> Alexa. Um, you can if you just pl- if you just say play podcast Locked On Titans. Uh, then you will play the podcast, and maybe for those few minutes that you're listening to us, the government's not listening to you. So anyway, all those ways you can get us. And also, uh, like last week, we said we, we set up a voicemail. So if you want to call in um, and leave us a message, give us some feedback on the show or a topic you want to you weigh in on, if you want to tell us which, which team you hate the most, um, 615-787-8762, you can leave us a message. And uh, if we like it, we will play it on the show and, you know, kind of respond to that. So, again, leave us a message, 615-787-8762. All right, so first and really only news item we have today, uh, Dean Pease is officially returning uh, to the Titans in 2019 to be the defensive coordinator. Um, obviously, Mike Vrabel wanted him back. Dean Pease did a great job this year. But, you know, with Dean Pease having retired at the end of the 2017 season and Mike Vrabel kind of having to coax him out of retirement with the health issue that Pease had this year, there was some, I guess, talk that maybe he would decide to go ahead and, and actually retire again. But uh, it was announced over the week, or really, I think, Friday afternoon, that Dean Pease will be back. And we talked about continuity and all those things, and that's important. But, you know, just from a uh, on the field, from a from a play standpoint, good to have Dean Pease back because he did a great job this year. It's a it's a big get, in my opinion, because, you know, you think about the Titans pass rush or, or lack thereof. Uh, they really had to scheme up uh, a ton of pressure this year. Uh, so I'm not sure your your run of the mill defensive coordinator can do uh, what he did this year. Um, Titans were, were way up there in the stats. They, they really overperformed. Uh, you know, bend but don't break. That was kind of the motto. You know, they gave up yards in between the 20s, but really locked down the red zone. Um, got key stops when they needed them for the most part. Uh, not a lot of big plays, not a lot of splash plays, but I'd argue that the personnel isn't quite there, um, you know, at, at least in terms of uh, the front seven, uh, especially at edge and on the interior. Uh, you look at, at guys like Rashawn Evans, Jalen Brown, um, this defensive staff really coached him up. Uh, we saw big strides there. So talk about continuity, talk about going into uh, 2019 with the same coaching staff. That's just not something you see too much in Nashville. So it's exciting. Uh, you know his days are, numbers, are numbered here, uh, but it's exciting because 2019 just kind of feels like a, a position where the Titans are just going to kind of go for it and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the one thing that's kind of still hanging out there, 
uh, Matt LaFleur had an interview with the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. So we still don't know for their head coaching position. So we still don't know the outcome of that. But, you know, I, I would be surprised if he got that job. I mean, maybe he goes up there and, and just blows him away. But I would be a little bit surprised if he got that job. And so um, I would assume that we're going to have the whole coaching staff back. But there is still a possibility that LaFleur moves on. Then you got a whole other deal, you know, looking for all that. Um, anyway, all right, so playoffs over the weekend. Um, you know, obviously there was an AFC South rematch on Saturday afternoon, the first game. Uh, the Colts took it to the Texans pretty much. And we were talking a little bit before we came on here. The Colts are a really scary team right now. I mean, they are just – their offense is firing on all cylinders. Whatever, you know, reservations or whatever that Andrew Luck had with his arm, at, at, even at the beginning of the year, all that seems to be gone now. The Colts are a scary team and, and not a team that I think I would be wanting to face if I were in the playoffs. I, absolutely not. You talk about Andrew Luck with the defense. That's that's terrifying. He's finally got an offensive line. Uh, I don't know if the Colts have ever had an offensive line since I've been paying attention to NFL football. Um, that was that's been a problem since the days of Peyton Manning. But uh, man, Andrew Luck is playing uh, really lights out right now. That defense um, has been transformed in really just a, a year. Um, so that's that's frustrating from a Titans perspective. Um, you know, you talk about going from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Now you pair defense. Now you pair uh, Frank Reich with, with Andrew Luck, who looks like an absolute rock star. Now they're going to Kansas City, um, and they're going to be a popular pick uh, to knock off Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs up there. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting because Kansas City does not have much of a defense there. I, I've got no doubt that they can score with Indy. But, man, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Colts uh, go to the Midwest and knock them off. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a, that'll be a fun game to watch, if nothing else. Um, like you said, the, the Colts defense is definitely playing better. And so if, you know, you got that, that high-powered offense of the Chiefs, so that'll be fun to see. And the Chiefs don't have much of a defense, so the Colts should be able to score. Um, so, I mean, it could be a deal. It could be a shootout. Or, you know, if that Colts defense can step up. And they've been really good at limiting deep plays and, you know, the – the Chiefs' offense is is predicated on a lot of that and a lot of the deep passes and stuff. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun game to watch. Uh, hopefully, the Chiefs win because I mean, I, and we'll get into this a little bit more with the teams that we hate. I mean, Colts Texans, it's kind of whatever with that. But um, you know, after now that now that the Colts beat the Texans, definitely don't want to see them go any further. Um, you know, in the rest of the day, the, the Cowboys finally got a playoff win, so good for them. They're moving on. Um, you know, and then on Sunday you had Ravens, uh, you know, ended up making it a game against the Chargers. Lamar Jackson was really bad to begin that game, but um, got, got was was good in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, part of that is probably a softer defense that the Chiefs were playing. I mean, the Chargers were playing uh, based on the circumstances of the game. And then the most exciting game of the day, or really of the weekend, ended up being that the last game. The, the Bears and the, and the Eagles with Cody Parkey, uh, you know, banging it off the upright in the crossbar. The Eagles get the win there. And Nick Foles, man, <laughs> dude, just every, you know, he just keeps winning, keeps putting up numbers in these playoff games. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of buzz about him and what his future is going to be uh, after the season. But I don't know. Any, any big takeaways from any of the other games for you? Uh, Nick Foles has future Jaguars mistake written all over him, doesn't he? I mean, he just seems like that guy that they're going to pay. 
$23 million to come in and uh, he's going to get him over the hump and he doesn't do that. So I, I don't know. I, I'm weary of Foles. And I think once you get him out of Philadelphia, I don't think you'll see these results. But man, these Eagles, uh, they just they seem like a team of destiny again. Just watching that field goal and now we learn that it was partially tipped. But I don't know that I've ever seen a field goal hit the upright, then hit the crossbar and bounce straight up in the air. Uh, you know, a wind gust the other way could have could have pushed that through. So that was a wild finish there. Yeah, it was crazy. We were actually out eating dinner uh, with my family, and I I couldn't I couldn't see the TV, but there were a bunch of people watching it over there, and I heard like the oh, you know, and then seeing later what had happened, I was like, wow, that, that yeah, that's wild and everything like that. So you hate that you hate that for him because um, you saw the video of them, uh, you know, him getting booed as he ran off the field and all that kind of stuff. Uh, being a kicker in the NFL is not a job that I would want. Um, all right, coming up, we will talk about the running back position on the Titans roster. Before we do that, tell you about my bookie. The NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get in the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is just around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is is at just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money during bowl season, you've got to turn to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now. MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code LOCKEDON25. When you deposit to activate this offer, that's promo code locked on twenty five. And my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk twenty eighteen quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah so throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so, you know, running back, having the conversation about the Titans running backs now versus even, you know, halfway through the season, it's a much different conversation. We know Derrick Henry obviously came on. Uh, especially in the last month of the season, turned into a guy that looked like they can build their their offense around going forward. Um, obviously, we've we've talked a ton about that over the over the past few weeks. Um, at the biggest the the biggest disappointment to me uh, on the team is, is probably Deion Lewis and just the fact that they it, whether it was they couldn't figure out how to use him or he wasn't as effective. It looked like he lost a little juice at the end of the year. There was a screenplay uh, against the Jaguars. And, you know, he was out in the open field. I think it was Josh Klein that was out there and basically passed up a guy that he could have blocked to, to go and, and block a guy a little bit more upfield, which looked like the right decision. And then the guy ended up catching Deion Lewis from behind. So, I don't know, just all year it seemed like they really wanted to get him involved. I mean, there was that point in the middle of the year where, you know, they really moved to him 
to Deion Lewis as a feature back, and it just didn't work out. So, I mean, it, when you go through and look at, you know, the, the biggest appoint, disappointments of the Titans' 2018 season, Deion Lewis has to be pretty high on that list. Yeah, we were both. That was our answer on the MCM Awards, which you can find at musiccitymiracles.com. We both went with Deion Lewis. And, you know, if you go back to our off season, we thought Deion Lewis was going to be end up being the guy. Uh, and there was a point in time where he was the guy. And then, like you said, he just kind of fell off the cliff. And, and thankfully, Derrick Henry showed up and, and, and never really looked back. But I think this, this position gets interesting um, now that the season's over with. Uh, Lewis signed a four-year deal. Uh, it, you could get out of it, but you're going to look at like $1.6 million in, in dead cap. So I don't know that they would go down that road. Uh, you know, I, he's kind of expensive for for a passing down uh, type player, like he he was down the stretch. So it's it's an interesting conversation whether or not they would move on from him. I don't think they will. Uh, I, I think it's pretty much understood that this is Derrick Henry's backfield now, and, and Lewis it's a simple compliment. Uh, but I do think they need to add depth. Uh, I think they've been pretty fortunate that they haven't had more injuries at this position. Uh, you know, you go back to last year, you had DeMarco Murray go down, but after that it was Derrick Henry and, and what, David Flewellen. Uh, so it, it's just, uh, they don't have a lot of depth. It, it seems like you see three or four capable backs on any NFL roster. Titans have really rolled with two since John Robinson has been in town. So I'm interested to see if they take a shot at a third, fourth, fifth round pick someone to bring a little more juice to the backfield because, as we've seen, you, you can't really roll with just one back in the NFL these days. So, uh, like I said, it, it's Derrick Henry's show, but looking forward, you know, his contract is up after the 2019 season. So that becomes a really interesting dilemma there. Uh, obviously, that's going to be determined by how he plays in, in, in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we thought – Going all the way back to training camp, uh, Akron Wadley was a guy, you know, they brought in as, a, as an undrafted free agent, a guy that most people that were doing, you know, 53-man roster projections, uh, we, were, we were projecting him to make the roster just because of, like you said, he's a guy that, that brought some juice, a guy that could catch the ball in the backfield, thought you would need a guy that could play the Deion Lewis role if Deion Lewis were to get hurt. Um, you know, and we talked, listen, heading into the season, we didn't think there would necessarily be a feature back. We thought there would be some Derrick Henry games and some Deion Lewis games. Well, I mean, that didn't necessarily turn out to be true. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry games, obviously, at the end of the year. But if you go through and look at Deion Lewis's game logs, I mean, he had two games, back-to-back games against uh, the Cowboys on Monday night where he had 62 yards rushing, 60 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Against the Chargers, he had 91 yards rushing and 64 yards receiving. But those are the only two games on the entire season where he – where he had over 100 yards from scrimmage. And, you know, if you'd have asked me before the season started, I would have said six, seven, eight, you know, something like that would have been a reasonable reasonable number. And we can go through and, and look at, you know, different matchups and stuff like that. And there were quite a few times where you thought this is the game they're going to try to really get him, him involved. This is a place where he can really thrive. And it just didn't it just didn't really play out that way. And like you said, they're just, they're, they don't have anything behind them. I mean, I, I know there's a – there's a section of the fan base I think that loves David Flewellen. Uh, you know, we fall in love with the the craziest backup running backs here, um, but or, and receiver just backup offensive players. But um, you know, Flewellen's whatever. I mean, he's a guy that can come in and, and be fine. Um, listen, he was going to get carries and he got hurt and ended up on IR. Um, but they were going to give him carries at least 
on par with what they were going to give Derrick Henry, maybe if, if not even more than at that one point in the season. Um, it, it ended up working out because Fulham got hurt, which ended up being a blessing for the Titans because then you found out what you had in Derrick Henry. So, yeah, it does get interesting, um, like you're saying, after this, after 2018. Because, I mean, I, I think that Henry and Lewis are both back in 2018. I, I, he, Lewis is expensive. I, I can't see them taking you know, the, the cap hit they would have to take to, to move on from him at this point. But you can move on from him after the season. And like you said, Derrick Henry, I mean, who knows? If he if he comes out and plays like he did, you know, the, the last you know third of this year, I guess somebody's probably going to give him a bunch of money. Um, I don't want the Titans to be that team because I think you can find running backs, and I, I don't think that you need to tie up a bunch of money in that position. So this could be a thing to where, like you said, you see a mid-round pick this year, and then it could be a completely different backfield when you get to the 2020 season. That's what's interesting, the, the running back position these days. I mean, the the best one in the league sat out this year because he couldn't get paid because, you know, you get the same production out of James Conner. Uh, so it's a it's a really interesting debate. I don't think I don't think Derrick Henry is anywhere close to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but, you know, if you stretch out the last month of the season, he was on pace for, for nearly 2,000 yards. So uh, it's a matter of him doing it again, which, let's be real, how how confident are you in that happening? We've seen these flashes before. Granted, this one was much more consistent. He did it over a month. I get, get all that. But he could very easily revert back to the old Derrick Henry, who didn't have any confidence, who was averaging three yards per carry, was bouncing everything outside. Uh, so I just kind of need to see it. Uh, you know, if, if he produces again, we can talk about it. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. You can find running backs anywhere. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, all those guys, they're mid-round picks. It, it just seems like other teams hit uh, on, on running backs on day two, early day three of the draft. Uh, the Titans really haven't done it. They really haven't tried outside of David Cobb or, or somebody like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this this backfield could stand to add another body because I'm just not sure you can count on Dion Lewis for for any sort of role uh, in, in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting, and you know both those guys will be playing for contracts, so to speak, uh, next year. So that that'll be at least you know some extra motivation there. All right, coming up, we will conclude the episode with the teams that we hate the most in the NFL. So I don't even really know how this got started, but it got into something interesting on Twitter where uh, Titans fans talking about the team that they hate the most. And I think that, for me, it's always going to be the Ravens. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, when I w- when, the, when the Titans first came here in 99, you know, they go to the Super Bowl that, that first year. Everybody remembers that. Second year, they were better than they were the first year. Uh, best record in the AFC. I mean, you know, there was no reason that that team shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. And then the Ravens come to Nashville, you know, on divisional round weekend, and Aldo Greco can't kick a field goal. Everything that could possibly go wrong does. Ray Lewis rips the ball away from Eddie George. I mean, just the whole thing was it, – it's, it's still to this day the most devastated I've been about a sporting event, okay? Um, and, and just Brian Billick, if you remember all that stuff and all the stuff that he said, and they played it all on Jumbotron during the game – to get, the, to get the crowd fired up. You got that. You obviously had the 2008 playoff game uh, where, you know, they, they bent Chris Johnson over backwards 
Um, you, you just that. There's the I can't remember what year it was. I looked it up, but the the McNair sneak at the goal line. They got in, and then they called a penalty, or the the refs weren't set, or something. And so they they had to do the play over. They tried to sneak again. McNair didn't get in. The Ravens won. It was Monday night game. I mean, just all that, like that stuff. I, I can't get past that stuff. Ray Lewis, uh, you know, probably the most just trash. Uh, person in the NFL ever, you know, he kills people, but then you know goes on to call himself God's linebacker. Um, I don't really know if he killed anybody, so don't you know? Don't get me for liable or anything like that. But um, yeah, just all of that stuff, like I will never let go of that hatred that I have for the Ravens, even though all those people are long gone at this point. Um, but I mean, I get it. A lot of people, I think, a lot of newer fans probably have th- that hatred feeling towards the Colts. And to me, that's a, a fact of the fact that the Titans can't beat them. The Titans can't beat Andrew Luck. Um, but I don't know that I necessarily hate any of the personalities in our team. I, I, I don't like Andrew Luck. I think he looks goofy and he acts goofy, and and I don't understand how he's so good. But like, I, I don't. There's not that person on that team that I hate, like I did Ray Lewis or some of the other people that were on those those Ravens teams. Yeah, I, I hate the Colts just because they went from. Peyton freaking Manning to Andrew Luck. I mean, who does that outside of them and the Packers, you know, going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. So they, they don't really know hurt like we do. Uh, just the, the laundry list of quarterbacks that the Titans have been through, drafted, uh, shown a little bit of potential, and then just totally fizzled out. Um, they don't They don't understand that. They've just had a franchise quarterback for 20 years, and it's absolutely – mind-blowing to me how lucky they've been so that, that's where I'm at with the Colts I'm like you I don't really hate anyone on their team uh not a fan of Andrew Luck and, and his book club and and he's just a just a weirdo uh so I, I don't like him I don't like the Jaguars you know Jalen Ramsey is is probably the most hateable person uh in the league uh just his antics you know it doesn't matter if he gets beat on the field or not he still pops up talking trash uh, acting like he's the best player in the league. Uh, so that rubs me the wrong way. And, and then you've got, of course, Jaguars Twitter, which is just the worst place on earth. So uh, <laughs> you can you can throw the Texans in there. I, I don't know. I, I don't hate the Texans uh, like, like some do, but I, I certainly get your argument for the Ravens. I would just lean Colts because they just they don't understand what hurting really is. Yeah, Jags Twitter, definitely. I mean, we talk about fan bases that we hate. I mean, the Jaguars take that one. Uh, pretty far and away. Um, I'm like you with Texas, and I think there is there's obviously going to be a, a certain uh, like segment of this fan base that's, that's going to hate the Texas because they live in Texas, they live in Houston because they were Oilers fans, and so it's like people. You know, I mean, probably no, I'm an Alabama fan, and I at this point, I mean, I, I feel I feel bad for Terry and all the Tennessee fans, but when <laughs> you. you know when I was when I was growing up, I hated Tennessee so much more than I hated Auburn just because I was around their people all the time, their fans all the time. Um, so it was just, it was kind of a, I just, that that meant more, that game meant more to me than the Alabama-Auburn game did. Whereas, you know, people that live in Alabama obviously feel differently. So I, I think that there's the, the the Texas part of this fan base that, that probably hates the Texans more. But right now, I mean, I, I put a poll up on Twitter, again, you can see it at Jim Morris MCM, and right now it's 39% Colts, 18% Jaguars, 29% Ravens, 14% Texans. So a little bit surprised there. The Colts are, are running away from the Ravens uh, in that fan, in that poll. But again, I think a lot of it means. Listen, if if you were a fan of this team, even if ten years ago, 
you know, right around the, the, the Chris Johnson years. You, you remember the one game against the Ravens, but you don't remember the one going all the way back. So I think we, we don't play – you know, when, when, the, when the Titans first came here, they were in the AFC Central – and so they play the Ravens twice a year. They play the Steelers twice a year. So, I mean, there's still some holdover from that. Team, people that are just familiar with the AFC South days don't necessarily have those same experiences. So um, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, like I said, I, I don't even remember what, what got it started. But I mean, it might have been two, Two-Tone Blue Nation uh, said something about it on Twitter. And it just kind of sparked my interest. It was just curious there um, how other fans feel feel about that so again if that's something you want to leave us feedback on 615-787-8762 call in leave us a message we'll get you on the show um all that good stuff so that'll do it for today's episode we'll be back tomorrow uh look at the wide receiver position a uh, lot, lot of conversation obviously to be had there between now and then mutacmiracles.com you can check out our work there and you can follow us on twitter i'm at t i'm at j Morris mcm <laughs> and terry's at t lambert fb for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.